Amen. If you have your Bible tonight, I want to, you to turn to 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1, just that first verse in the opening of this uh, little letter, this epistle to uh, Timothy, 1 Timothy 1 and 1. And the, the, the title tonight you will have picked up is Hope When the Last Storm Comes. Hope When the Last Storm Comes. And we're going to read this one first, an opening verse, uh, 1 Timothy 1 and verse 1. If you don't have a Bible, just listen to these words. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. I just want to read that verse again. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. The Bible clearly states here that Jesus Christ is our hope. And we're going to look tonight at this subject, hope when the last storm comes. You know we're uh, living in a world that is filled, at this time, is filled with turmoil and fear. That is the, the one tangible thing that you can sense in the atmosphere around us, whether it's here or wherever it is across this world. Worldwide, there is an atmosphere of people that are living in fear. And we know that this particular pandemic has come. It has swept across the nations. Uh, people may debate in many different ways of how governments and politicians will handle these things. But what has been the primary reality on all of what has taken place is that fear has swept over the nations of the world. There is a great fear in the hearts of men and women and young people. There's also frustration that is setting in as we see the turmoil and how politicians are trying to grapple with the great task that is before them. But we know that in the midst of all of that, that men and women in their hearts, in the depths of their being, are experiencing a real and a tangible fear. They're witnessing things that are happening in our world that we haven't seen before, we haven't experienced before in our generation. And so we grasp in all of that, that in, in the uncertainty that has come, we, we like to know what's happening. We like to feel the security of, of life and the routine even of our lives. We like to be in control of what has taken place. But, you know, in one night, just several weeks ago, when our Prime Minister made an announcement that this whole nation would go into lockdown, everything changed in one night. It seems as though everything just very quickly changed for us as a society. You know, our shops closed, our churches closed, so, so much around, hotels closed, restaurants closed, schools closed, workplaces closed down just in a night. And so we have entered into something that we have never experienced before. The, the word Brexit seems so distant now where it was in our faces day in and day out and every day. But now we, we rarely even hear the word mentioned. We're facing something completely different. But I want to tell you something that we will, we will see COVID-19 pass but then it will be something completely different again that's going to come our way. The economic crisis that's, that's about to hit our land and our nation that we have really no idea the severity of that that's coming. We see all of that turmoil. And it's important to note that in that time, 
people have genuinely in their hearts have begun to question what is actually happening? What is actually taking place? There's a tangible sense of fear in the hearts of men and women. And people have begun to question or began to look at or began to consider their way. You know, the Bible uh, speaks in Haggai, the prophet Haggai, in chapter 1 in the Old Testament, the Lord speaks to his people and he says to them at a time, I want you to consider, think about this, consider your ways. Think about your life. And you know, this, these things that have come upon us in this world has caused people, you know, they may not say that and you may not have said that, but in the depths of your heart, you've begun to consider what is happening. Consider your life. And the Lord spoke to a people at a time. And said to them, I want you to consider your ways. Consider the direction of your life. That's what's actually happening at this present time. On the outward, people may put a front on of everything's fine. I'm not worried. But largely we see that many people are concerned with the direction of this world and where it's going. The uncertainty has come. It is the storm, the final storm that we are beginning to enter into of what is happening in this world. And in the midst of that, what we're here to tell you tonight is that there's hope in the midst of all the turmoil. There's hope tonight for those that are concerned of the condition and the direction of their life. You know, when God spoke to those people in Haggai chapter 1, he said to them, you have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but you don't have enough. You drink, you're not filled. You're clothed, but you're not warm. And you, you that earneth wages, you put it in a bag with holes. And the Lord says, consider your way. What actually he's saying in all of those statements is, you know, you've tried everything. You've looked at everything. You've experienced most things. But none of those things actually have brought the satisfaction or the peace that you look for. And so the Lord speaks to the people and says, I want you to consider your ways. Consider your ways. That you take note, take a moment and, and stop for a time and think about your life. Consider the course of your life. Where is your life going? What is your life about? What is this? What is this that's happening in our world? Is there an answer in the midst? Have you stopped to think for a moment about your life and your eternity? And the Bible says clearly here, the Lord speaking, I want you to consider your life and consider your ways. The reason more than ever before we need to consider our ways is because as a world, we are entering in. The Bible doesn't call it the final storm, but metaphorically, I want to bring it to you. That is just give you the picture of what it sounds like. We're entering into a period of time. We have been, not just the COVID-19, but previous to that, and for a generation or more, we have been heading slowly towards and surely towards the, the final stages of time. 
And it will be like a storm that hits this earth. It will be like a worldwide storm that will come and begin to batter this earth with circumstances that we haven't yet experienced before. So this metaphor of a storm or the final storm is a figure of speech to to describe the final days and the final moments of time. I want to tell you, friend, just from God's word, that we are entering into the final stages of time. I can't tell you when the world will end. No man knoweth that hour. But I can look at the scriptures, and I can from God's word, which is true, the Bible, I can take from the scriptures and show you some things tonight to indicate to you that we are living in the final stages of time. And in that time, we know it will be like a great storm that will sweep the entire earth. Listen to the words of Jesus in Luke chapter 21 and verse 25. He is speaking of the fine, the finality of the, the final stages, sorry, of time. He's speaking of the, the run into the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says in Luke chapter 21 and verse 25, there shall be signs and the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. We see here that there's metaphorical language being used to indicate to us that in the last days, there will be great turmoil upon the earth, perplexity, the distress of nations. Now we're already in this period of time. In verse 26 of Luke 21, it tells us there that the heart of man, the heart of man will will be filled with fear. Their hearts will feel them for fear because when they see the things that are happening on the earth, their hearts will be filled with fear. This is what the Bible teaches us. This is what Jesus told us, forewarned us of what would happen in the last days. Man's hearts, and maybe you're listening tonight and you're looking at all that's taken place. Man's hearts will feel them for fear. Why will it feel them? Because they'll see the things that are happening upon the earth. And in their hearts, they'll begin to be afraid. Now listen to me, friend, tonight. In the midst of all of this, what's happening, we have a message that we want to tell you about that there is hope in the midst of this final storm. There's a place that you can find peace. There's a place you can find security. There's a place that you can know hope for this life and the life to come. The Bible says, Jesus said, said that the powers of heaven will be shaken. When men see these things, when they see the turmoil on the earth, The Bible says, and then they shall see. Just after this period, we don't know how long this period is, but after this period, we will see the coming of the Son of Man in the clouds and all His glory and all His power. Jesus Christ has promised in His Word that He will come again. And so it's important to know tonight as you're listening, and I plead with you if you're not saved, just listen carefully to the words of Scripture. What is happening in our world? It's just not this COVID-19 season that we're now in and will be with us for a time. But friends, there's a bigger picture. This is just 
one small part in the bigger picture of what is happening in this world and in these last days. The Son of Man is coming. Jesus Christ will come again. The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he left this earth, the angels announced that the same Jesus will come again in like, in like fashion. He'll come in the clouds in all his glory and all his power. He won't come again to a little manger in Bethlehem. He won't come again as a babe. He's coming again as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I don't say that tonight to make you afraid. I say that tonight to warn you of the hour that's coming. We're in the finality. We're in the final stages of this world and the storms are beginning to brew up. They're beginning to beat upon the nations of the world. So we know according to Scripture, whenever our particular beliefs are, that there's a period of time on the earth prior to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the earth will be filled with events that will cause fear to fill the hearts of men. Now, if you don't know, if you can't, whether you're a believer or not a believer, if you can't look around and just take note that what is happening is filling people's hearts with fear, that what the Scripture has told us would happen is actually happening. We are living in the fulfillment of the prophetic Scripture that Christ uttered and warned us of. If that in itself, if you cannot see that, if you can't logically even intelligently look at that and know that this is true. The heart of men is being filled with fear as they look at what is happening on the world. And I want to challenge you tonight in the midst of all of this. Where do you go to find peace? Where do you go to find contentment? Where do you go? You know, they tried everything in Haggai's day. They had the things. They tried the clothes. They tried the the drink. They tried the food. They tried. They got the wages. But you know, all those things can't bring the peace that you're looking for. They can't bring the contentment that man is looking for. And so tonight the challenge is, where do you look for hope? But we're here to tell you that there is hope. There is hope when the final storm actually comes. Now I want to refer to a story tonight, very briefly, in the Bible. It's found in Acts chapter 27. And there's a great journey about to take place. Paul the Apostle has been taken prisoner for the sake of the gospel of Christ. And he's going on a journey being sent to Rome. And on this boat, there's uh, prisoners alongside him. There's the Roman soldiers. And then there's the men that operate the ship. And I want to take this story for a moment to show you just the simplicity of the hour that we're living in and liken this story to the final moments of time where we are. In Acts 27 and 10, Paul knew that the journey they were going to take, he was aware prophetically from the Spirit of God that this journey that they were about to take, he warned the people on the ship, he warned the master of the ship, he warned the soldiers that this journey that we're on is going to end with much hurt and much damage. And so he is speaking prophetically to those that are with him. And you know, we're speaking tonight as anyone who preaches the gospel and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're speaking prophetically of the events that are unfolding at our time. 
And so we're telling you and warning you with the love of God in our hearts that the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is drawn closer. And Paul, as it were, was standing on the ship. There's 276 men. And he begins to warn them that if we take this journey, if we go this path, that this voyage that we're on, there's going to be much trouble. Now listen, this is the words of Jesus in Matthew 24. Matthew 24 and verse 4. Jesus said, Take heed that no man deceive you. Many will come in my name and say, I am Christ and shall deceive many. You'll hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you not be troubled. These things will come to pass, but the end is not yet. The nations will rise against one another in kingdoms against kingdom, famines, pestilence, earthquakes. These are the beginning of sorrows. This is the beginning of the storm that we're talking about. So Jesus had warned us, just like Paul stood on that ship and he said, listen, you take this journey. I want to warn you, this is going to end and not in a good way. And so they ignored the warnings. And you know, there's people listening to this message tonight. And many times you've been warned from people who love you, people who love the Lord, but they love you. And they've told you the truth. They've spoke to you about the things of God. You've heard the gospel. You know you need to get saved. You know the time is short and time is running out. But but so often what we do is we ignore the warnings. We ignore what people tell us because they love us. They're telling us the truth. And Paul's saying in the midst of all of this, man, if we take this journey, it's not going to end well. And so often that is what it's like in our lives. We do our own thing. You know, the Bible says there's, there, there's, a, there's a way that seems right on the man. We, we pick our way. We say, this is the way I'm going to go. But this is what the Bible says. The way that seems right to us, the end thereof is death. And so we choose our past. We choose our way. But the end, you see, is death. And so here we see that, 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 that there's a warning comes because we must know, friend, we must know. We must know the reality. We must tell you the truth with the love of God in our hearts. That the Lord Jesus Christ is coming again. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter 3 and 10. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. And the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 1. The times of the seasons. Brethren, you have no need that I write to you. For you know perfectly well that the day of the Lord is going to come like a thief in the night. It's speaking of a sudden coming of Jesus. Suddenly when you're not expecting it, Christ will come. And so Paul is standing on this ship and he's warning these men, just like we're doing it tonight with the love of God in our hearts, the path that you're on is the path that leads you to destruction. The broad road leads to hell. Listen, friend, you've got to know tonight the truth. The broad road, your path leads to a, a, a sinner's hell and destruction. The storm as they set sail in this great ship with Paul the Apostle on board. His words were ignored 
But then the storm begins. This is what's happening today, friends. For years, people have been warned to get saved, to get right. For years, people people have been told they need to get right with God. They've seen loved ones get saved. They've seen neighbors get saved. They've seen work colleagues get saved and tell them that they need to get right with God. And then they've ignored the warning, but they've set sail on their own path. But then the storm comes. Then the storm comes. And now the Bible tells us in Acts 27 in this journey, now the ship's in trouble. You know, we've been told that there's a dramatic increase in this time of people coming on to these live stream services across the whole of the United Kingdom, across the world. There's been a dramatic interest. People are looking. Why is that? Because the storm has come. Because they realize, hold on a second, people that would never darken a church door, people that would never come to a gospel service, but now, somehow and in some way, when the storm begins to come, there's been an awakening for at least to tune in and to listen, to listen to the gospel. What is happening? That's the heart of man. In the depths of the heart of man, now they're beginning to consider their ways. And so we see in this journey in Acts 27, the old ship is starting to get tossed about. It's like everything's out of control and the intensity begins to build as the word that was, that was prophesied becomes a reality. Listen, this book is a reality. This Bible is true. And what Jesus said in this book is going to come to pass. Every word will come to pass. Just like Paul said, this journey isn't going to end well. Jesus said, this world is going to know of a storm that's going to hit these, these nations. Man's hearts are going to fail them when they see the things that are happening on this world. And yet there's a warning that Jesus is saying, don't be deceived. Don't go your own way. Don't do your own thing. Turn to me in the midst and I will save you. But here we see the winds are now blowing. You know, the consequences for going our own way. The Bible tells us in Matthew 7 and verse 13. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. And few there be that find it. I want to tell you friends tonight, I believe this with all my heart. There's people listening to this live stream tonight, and you know the way. You know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And you've seen the path. It's like some of you have walked up to that, to that gate, that straight gate, and the gate has been opened by the grace of God, and you've looked down the narrow path, the path of life. You've seen that that's the way, but you've come so close, but then you've turned away. You're still on the broad road that leads to destruction. You're still doing your own thing, living in your own sin, going your own way, rebelling against God. But tonight there's something in your heart again by the grace of God. Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit's drawing you by his great power. This is not you doing it. This is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. This is not Tim McElrath speaking to you. This is God speaking through this vessel to you tonight. And there's a way. There's a way tonight, and there's a way of life, but there's a way of death. The darkness comes in those last days. 
In Acts 27 and 20, as Paul is in this ship with all these prisoners and the wind is blowing and the waves are beaten, the Bible tells us in verse 20 of that great chapter, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, no small tempest lay on us. And then it says these words, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. It seemed that the whole thing was hopeless. Maybe you're listening tonight, that's where you've come to. It seems hopeless. It seems that all hope that you could be saved has been taken away. The darkness has come. The storm is real. Listen, this is what Peter says concerning the last days. Acts 2 and 19. In the last days, the Lord says, I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, the moon into blood before the great and the notable day of the Lord come. The Bible tells us again, we see the language that's being used. There's going to be a great darkness that will sweep over the world. It will be in turmoil. The winds will blow, metaphorically speaking, in figurative language. The waves will beat. The nations will be distressed and perplexed before the notable and great day of the Lord. And then Peter says this in Acts 2 and verse 21, that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. You see, there's salvation. There's a way in the midst of this final storm. There's hope. It's for those that will humble their hearts and call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who call on the Lord, they'll be saved. Are you too proud? Will your pride take you to hell itself? Will your pride keep you from coming? Or will in your heart tonight, will you surrender all and cry out to Jesus? Jesus, have mercy upon me. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In the midst of all the turmoil and and, and Paul's ship in Acts 27, a man stood up with a word of life for every person on that boat. Remember, most of them were prisoners. Most of them were men that deserved the sentence they were getting. And Paul stands up. You know, that's what it's like, friend, when you're not saved. That's what we all are. We're born sinners. We're born prisoners to sin. We're born without hope. We're born with our backs to God. We're born in rebellion. But friends, tonight in the midst of it all, a man stands up in the midst of the raging seas and the winds and the fear and the turmoil. A man with a message of hope and a man that could speak the words of life. Every Christian, hear me tonight. We have a word in the midst of the turmoil. We have something to say. to We're not like the world who are gripped with fear and being influenced by the governments and all the things of this world. We are influenced by a different power. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. And we have a message of hope for a world that's lost. Jesus Christ. He is the hope. Friends, as Paul stands, can you see him in the middle of that ship? Can you see him standing there? Can you see him with the word of life? Can you see him surrounded by prisoners and men? Men who had rejected his word, but now they're looking for an answer. Friend, that's what's going to happen. Every believer, for a moment, listen to me. We must have an answer to the hope that's within us. We must have an answer. We cannot be like the rest of the world that are living in fear. We have this hope in this earth and vessel. We have this Jesus in our lives. We have something to say. 
to this world by the grace of God we have something to say. And here he stands in the middle of that ship. Their hearts are failing them because of the fear that's all around them. I tell you, friend, tonight there's hope in this final storm. There is hope in the final storm that's come. That hope is in Jesus. Now the ship is beginning to break. You read the story in Acts 27. There's a great breaking up of the ship. And Paul has a word as these men are about to jump to their death. They don't know where to turn. They don't know who to turn to. Listen to me, friend. Tonight, friend, listen to me. I tell you, this is the truth of God's word tonight. This, the nations of the world and this world. Listen, we're not going to be getting back to normal. This isn't another day of we're going to all end up one day and everything's all rosy in the garden. We're heading into a time of great turmoil. It's been happening for years, way before COVID-19. It's been happening for a number of generations now as this whole world is heading towards the finale of it all. Now the ship is beginning to break. This old world will begin to break up like an old ship as the storms begin to beat against it. Don't put your trust in your finances. Don't put your trust in your religion. Don't put your trust in your good works. Don't put your trust in your atheism. Don't put your trust in all the things and all the false teachings and all all the different religions and cults that have swept the world at this time and all the spiritualism and witchcraft and all the things that people turn to to try and find an answer. Listen, there's no answer in them. They're all deception to deceive you from the truth. And Paul stands in the midst of that ship. Just like tonight, by the grace of God, I'll just simply stand like so many preachers across this land, like so many Christians that are standing up in these last days. And he simply says to all those prisoners, listen, except you stay with the ship, you can't be saved. You see, you can't be saved. There's only one way you can be saved. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see, he cannot enter the kingdom of God, except you stay with the ship, Paul said. Except you're saved. Well, Tim, I'm, I, I'm, I've been a good church goer. I go to my church on a Sunday morning. I actually pay in a wee bit as well. I help people, uh, pull some people out. That's all grand, that's all good. That doesn't save you, friend. Those things don't save you. doesn't matter how... If your name's on the roll, if your name's in the book, if you're a member, none of those things can save you. None of them. But Tim, I haven't done anything too bad. I'm not a bad person. Listen, the Bible says we're all sinners. If you were good enough tonight, if it was your good works could save you, Jesus would never have had to die on a cross. Maybe tonight you're saying, I don't believe. Let me tell you something. You might say tonight you don't believe, but one day, one day, listen to me, friend. You might say, well, I don't believe there's a God. I don't believe in any of it. I believe in nothing. Let me tell you something, friend. You'll believe it when you stand before the great white throne on judgment day. It's real. Paul says, except you stay with the ship, you won't be saved. You know, a lot of people have their own ideas about how they're going to get through some, as we have heard also, the increase in alcohol intake, the increase in drugs, 
and also leading to the increase in suicide, tragically not being reported. Something like 42 suicides last week in Northern Ireland, not on the news. But friend, let me tell you something. People are saying all hope's gone. I want to tell you there is hope tonight. Ultimately, what you hold to, what you believe, is either going to save you or it's going to damn you. What you're holding to, these men, as that ship broke up, they held on to that boat. They held on to those rafters. And those rafters were the things that saved them. But I want to tell you something tonight. If you're holding on to Jesus, and more importantly, if Jesus got a hold of your life, in the end you're going to be saved. But if what you're holding on to tonight, if the bit of wood that you're holding on to, if the idol that you're holding on to tonight is atheism, it's religion, it's good works, I tell you, you'll not be saved for being a good Protestant. You'll not be saved for being a good Catholic. You'll not be saved for being a good Muslim. You'll not be saved for being a good Buddhist. And you'll not be saved for being a good atheist. You'll be saved tonight by grace alone. When you put your trust in Jesus and you get, let him get a hold of your life and you're born again of the Spirit of God. Paul speaks in the midst of it all. And says to Paul, he says as he speaks in the middle of it all, as they came across on boards and broken pieces of the ship, it came to pass as they heeded to the words of Paul, stay with the boat and you'll be saved. The Bible says that they escaped all safe to land. Listen to me, friend. Tonight, unless you're born again, unless you repent of your sin, Unless you turn your life over to Jesus. Unless you put your trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone. And you put all your faith in Him and say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me. Forgive me for my sin. I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life and save me. I want to tell you, friends, tonight you'll be saved. And I tell you, everyone who calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. And every one of us are going to land safe on that shore. That's heaven. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. Everyone that puts their trust in Jesus will be saved. Are you saved? Men's hearts are failing them for fear. This world's in turmoil. There's hope in the final storm. And that hope is in Jesus Christ and Him alone. Let me ask you tonight as we close. In your heart, in the depths of your being, you've tuned in here tonight, you're not saved. You're not ready. You know what's happening. You've been warned. You've loved ones have warned you. You've neighbors that have warned you. You have friends that are saved. Tonight, friend, it's you, you and God. We see the turmoil, we see the storm. You'll not find hope in any of this, but tonight you'll know hope. Because hope's a person. It's Jesus Christ. If you give your life to him, you surrender all to Jesus. Ask him to forgive you for your sin and ask him to come into your life and call on his name. Lord, save me. I want to tell you something. You'll have a peace that's going to bring you through this storm because you'll have Jesus in your life. If that's you tonight and you're sincere and you're genuine about it, I would just ask you one thing. If you, as we pray tonight, you make this your prayer. And if you pray this prayer with me, you let me know somehow 
by a text or a message or a private message on that on the on the Facebook or whatever it is, you let me know, but you pray with me tonight, and then we'll commit it all to the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would forgive me of my sin. I thank you for dying for me on the cross. I pray that you would come into my heart. Lord, I ask tonight that you would take away all my sin, that you would save me by your great grace. I love you, Jesus. I give you my all. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. I appreciate you listening tonight. If you have made that prayer, you mean it from your heart. You let us know. You contact us in some way or speak to a loved one who you know saved or a neighbor. But listen tonight, it's so important. There's hope in the midst of the storm. His name is Jesus. Thank you for listening tonight. God bless.